May God's blessings fall upon everybody in this moment. Anyone who sits with us now and does not feel the blessings fall upon them, I ask you to make sure your umbrella is not up. Let's all let our umbrellas down, shall we? Let's all open our hearts and let it fall upon us. For it is always raining. It is only when your umbrella is up that you don't feel it. It is always light. It is only when your eyes are closed that you don't see it. There is always love. It is only when your heart is closed that you don't feel it. The infinite eminent power of God's love around us is unavoidable. Trust me when I tell you, you are spending far much more energy avoiding it than you would spend absorbing it. Be at peace and know that it will feel good, comforting, warm and peaceful. Allow it into your body, minds and spirits. Allow it to touch the deepest parts of you, the deepest shames, the deepest fears, the deepest insecurities. For God wants you to share everything with Him. All your deepest issues, there is no shame. You are never bothering God. He is beyond that. He is beyond he or she or even it. It is the undescribable. Be at peace. Use it often. As I have told many of you, you have an unlimited line of credit. Spend, spend, spend with God. For he will never collect that debt, nor will he ever tell you that you owe him anything. Allow yourself to be in abundance. Spend as many moments as you possibly can with God. Look at your life and find where you are distracted, where you find yourself taken away, irritated, concerned, worried, or fearful. And look at those moments as a grand opportunity to experience peace. Be open to God in every moment of your life, not just the ones that you feel you need Him in. For you need Him in all of them. It is only the ones that you do not believe you need Him in that you are blocking Him. It is not a matter of not needing Him. It is a matter of your denial that you need Him in those moments. For without God in every moment of our life, we would cease to exist. For it is God's loving intention that gives us the treasure of this moment, and this moment, and this moment, and so on, and so it shall be. Accept, accept that things around you are as they should be, even if you cannot understand. Accept that the people in your life are as they should be, even if there are some you don't think too kindly of at this moment. Give yourself a chance to really see the true purpose of people and incidents in your life, and you will come to see the divine nature. Amen. I've come today to teach you a lesson of acceptance. Many of us speak the word, feel the word, wonder about the word, try and practice it. But it is acceptance that we're going to talk about today. Not acceptance of what you like, what makes you feel good, but acceptance of all things in your life. I will share with you a story that came to me. I was driving to work many, many months ago, and I looked off to the right-hand side of me. I saw a dog being walked by its master 
keeper, friend, whatever. This dog had a long leash. This leash dragged with this dog. This dog could not stop biting this leash. He held on to the leash so tightly, so firmly, dedicated to never letting that leash go. That leash, because he held it so tightly, tripped him. He constantly tripped and tripped and tripped and tripped. But he would not let go of the leash. I remembered that story, and God said, Keith, write that down. You're going to use that. I said, okay. Dog tripping over a leash? You got it. I'll write it down. Scratched it on a receipt in my car. Put it away. As I came closer to this moment to share with you, I came to full awareness of what the leash was. The leash was control. The dog wanted control. It wanted that leash. It wanted to hold on to something that it thought it was meant to hold on to, that it wanted more than anything. But in holding on to that, it was ruining its walk. It couldn't flow. It couldn't allow itself to enjoy the beautiful day that it was walking, the wonderful person that was taking it on a walk, the experience of the walk, because it kept holding on to the leash. We all must let go of our idea of what we think life should be. For as long as we have an idea of what it should be, instead of being in total acceptance of what it is, we will trip, and we will trip, and we will trip. And we will not enjoy life. In addition to not enjoying life, we will become frustrated, angry, fearful, worried, because a part of us will always be wondering, when is that leash going to trip us? When is it going to get caught up on us? When is our walk going to be ruined or disturbed by the presence of that leash in our life? But we refuse to let it go. We have to, at some point, not be mad at the leash, not even be mad at ourselves, but question, why is the leash in my life? It is not what I'm doing with the leash that is the problem. It is I'm missing the meaning of the leash. The leash in this dog's life is meant to keep the dog within certain bounds, to allow it to enjoy the walk. It can walk fast, slow, but it keeps it within a certain safety zone because the dog needs to learn from that experience. The leash is really not a restricting factor unless it is pulled on and you feel that leash tripped upon because you're holding the leash. The leash is necessary. If we accept that leash is in our lives for a good reason because left to our own demises, our own devices, our own wants, passions, desires, we would run into the street. We would be killed, hurt, maimed. We would get in trouble. But instead of loving what the leash is, we fight it, we hold it, we wrestle with it. Why? Why? Because we cannot accept 
when people observe how I live my life, I live my life pulling on the leash as little as possible. I love the leash. I value the leash. I respect the leash. I humble myself to the leash. For those of you who have not gotten the true meaning of the leash yet, the leash is God. God is not here to create a reality in which you're uncomfortable, in which you trip and fall and tug and struggle and curse at that leash. Why? Why? God in his infinite presence looks down on us with true compassion. He does not criticize us for criticizing him. He's not angry with us for being angry at him. He loves us and prays for us that we will finally come to realize the purpose of God in our life. Acceptance. Look at all the things in your life that you choose not to accept. Look at all the moments in your life that you choose not to accept. Look at all the people in your life that you choose not to accept. Whether it's because of a belief system, judgment, past experience, trauma, pain. You choose not to accept it because of that, because you feel that leash has wronged you. That on some level, you have the right to be bitter, resentful, fearful, angry, worried, tense. I will tell you, from a place of total love and truth, you can choose to feel whatever emotions you wish to choose. But when you are truly deciding to be accepting of the grace of God in your life, you don't have that choice. You must be in a moment of love and compassion. We all have a path to walk. All of these paths have perceptive experiences whether they're pain or disease in our body, people in our life, a bad mother, an absent father, a financial stress, a physical problem that causes you pain beyond belief. As long as we tug at those problems and pull at those problems, we'll always be fighting the leash. I've come to some realizations, as much as it is on some level an honor and a blessing for you to hear me talk, it is always more of an honor and a blessing for me to talk than to be heard. For the preparation that I have to go through in my life to be able to bring the message is my gift. It's my treasure. This whole process of the messages that have, been, that have been brought through me, they've started at a very unique time of the year. Ironically, this was always in my presence. The knowledge of this event was always there. But it is in the last day that I've really come to realize the significance. Not only is it the spring, but it is a week before the death and resurrection.
acceptance. We have all walked a path in our life. We could all have an opinion it was less than optimal. We could all have that judgment about it. Let us take a moment and reflect on a path walked by someone that we all know. Hold dear in our heart on some level or another. This is not about your religious belief. This is about honoring someone who lived their truth walked their path, acknowledged the lack of choice in their lives. Acceptance. We'd like to say this was more than a man. We'd like to say that it's unattainable. Some of us would believe that this was truly God in human form. Some of us would believe He was an amazing prophet. All of us can't help but hold this person in high esteem, regardless of your belief system. It is irrelevant. We all can say, is there one of us here that does not have a love for this person and what they represented in humanity? No. Why do we all feel such a strong love for this, shall we say, individual that existed so long ago, yet whose life is never forgotten? Why? Because. Total acceptance. You're talking about someone who had power to raise the dead, heal the blind, cure the lame. Yet did he run? Did he hide? Did he try and escape his life? Acceptance. He knew that his path was predestined by God, that this was the life he was supposed to live. There was nothing about it that was wrong, inappropriate, harmful. He wasn't disappointed. He wasn't hurt. He didn't feel betrayed. He accepted because he knew it is God's will that my life be this way. I try and emulate this path in my life. I try and remove myself from my own wants, needs, and desires. To put my place in his place and say, if he walked that path that ended up where it ended up, and in the moment of his crucifixion, he could say, forgive them, Father, for they know not what they do. In the moment of his pain, physical, mental, emotional, spiritual, tapped out, carrying a cross, whipped, beaten, starved, spit on, thrown rocks at. In that moment, to be able to say, forgive them, Father, for they know not what they do. In that moment, to be in a place of total selflessness and acceptance of your life, in that moment, to be able to step out of it and say, forgive them. It leaves a lot of room for us, doesn't it? It leaves a lot of room for us. My talk is in no way about comparison or guilt. 
So if you're feeling those emotions as you look at the way you're living your life, they're counterproductive. Let them go. It is about acceptance. There are many moments in my life that I have been in extreme pain. Extreme pain that without the grace of God, I would not have been able to get through. Believe it or not, you all have heard many stories about my back if you've heard my CDs. Um, my back has a history of enlightening me, shall we say. <laughs> a week ago, I couldn't even stand. Okay, You're talking about somebody who eats the right foods, drinks the right water, exercises, prays, medicates, dedicates his life to God on every level he possibly can. And yet, I was in so much pain I could not stand. Okay? Acceptance. I accepted that pain. I didn't like it. I accepted it. And I said, what is the reason for this pain? Why am I suffering this pain? I'm going to share this with thousands of people that are going to somehow hear about this story. What is the purpose of this pain? I know it's not me. I know I'm not tugging on the leash that I'm aware of. God spoke to me and he said, it's teaching you a lesson of humility. That even when you do all the right things, things are going to happen that you can't understand. And you must humble yourself in those moments and accept that they are just a part of your path. And that there are going to be things that happen in your life that you don't understand and you don't know. And you're going to think you did everything right. And it's not going to go the way you think it did. And there's going to be that temptation to be bitter and resentful and put the umbrella up and say, God, I've had enough. If this is you loving me, I'll take a break. Okay? You can't. You can never take a break. Because in that lesson, there have been at least 20 to 30 people before I've even spoken to you that have benefited from that lesson, from that acceptance, from that humility that I could show in that pain and say, I'm willing to learn what I need to learn to help bring what I need to bring to the world. This isn't what I want to experience. I'm not a martyr. It wasn't what Jesus wanted to experience either. It was what he needed to experience for all of us. It was what I needed to experience for all of you. Now, how can I look at that moment that has helped so many and be upset with that moment, have a grudge against that moment, be bitter or resentful over that moment, when I see the changes that it's made in 20 people's life at least before I've even spoken to you today. Knowing that the moment you're experiencing is going to benefit somebody else or somebody's on some level, knowing that there's a reason for it and accepting it in grace. I can't remember who I spoke to about this. I can't remember. But I know that I asked them, don't you think that Jesus looks down and realizes that everything he went through was worth it? As much as he realized it the whole time it was happening and didn't lose consciousness because he was able to pray for us in the moment of his utmost pain, don't you think he looks down on us now and says, Heavenly Father, you told me the truth. It was worth it. Look at all these people who are loving each other, praising your name, helping other people. 
all because I went through that period of time of suffering in my life? I think he looks down and, and says, if I had to do it a million times, I'd do it. And I asked a patient. I said, if, if, you, if God called you and said, I need you to go through crucifixion, and if you go through crucifixion for reasons you're not going to understand, millions and millions of people are going to live a healthier, happier, more spiritually enriched life because you went through that. You know what? I love you all, but where do I sign? My life is worth what it's worth because of what I bring to the world. It is not what it's worth because of my experience. This does not mean I don't love myself or I don't value myself. I've told you, self-love is not selfish. It is because I love and value myself that I'm able to be selfless without resentment and frustration for those who can't reciprocate. That's why I will keep enforcing that in your mind. I've been told I need to take a little time and talk about two different types of things with everybody today. Things that people tend to get a little confused. They confuse them because it allows them to stay in denial. But for all of you, that moment is now coming to an end. The two things we're going to talk about are wants and needs. Life may seldom be what you want. As long as you're in a place of wanting, you will always want. I can't remember the exact quote that came through me, but it was something to the effect of that the, the voracious, perceptive wants and needs of society will never be fulfilled by feeding them. It is only by starving them with compassion and acceptance that they'll truly heal. Giving in to your wants needs and desires will never satisfy you. You will be satisfied in the moment of that fulfillment. But there is no long-term satisfaction from giving in to your wants, needs, and desires. It is a temporary fix to an eternal void. You can't fix eternal voids with temporary things. There is no medicine. There is no quick cure to the soul. I'm sorry if you thought there was, but I'm here to tell you the truth. There isn't. There is good work, consistent intention, continual practice of compassion, acceptance, love, day in, day out, day in, day out, day in, day out, year in, year out. There's no shortcut. For any of you who think there is, that if you utter some words or if you receive an anointing, those open you to the possibility of what you then can do. They are not the end of the process. They are the beginning of an awareness that the process exists if you choose to surrender to it. 
you look at your lives honestly, purely, and openly, with your heart open to Christ, and you ask God to touch you with the wisdom to truly look at your life for what it is, you will realize you may not have always had what you wanted, but you've always had exactly what you need. You may not like what you need. That's okay. The dog doesn't like the leash, does he? But he needs it. You may not like your family situation sometimes. You may not like what's going on, in it, but you need it. You need it to be just the way it is. And because you fail to accept that it is the way it's supposed to be, you fail to be open to the meaning of it. And in accepting the meaning of it and embracing it, you can then honor it. Thank it for being in your life. Forgiveness is, is wonderful. But don't think you need to forgive what's been in your life. You need to thank it. You need to forgive yourself for not being able to appreciate it. You need to thank it for being there because every single experience in your life is taking you to God. Do you want to accept those experiences and go through a lifetime like, like I have? Healed from spinal disorders? Someone who, at 21 years old, told everything in him that ever learned about God, I'm done. You want to show me, you show me who you are. I wasn't raised in a house where we read the Bible every night. I didn't come from a spiritual, religious background. That's the power I have in front of you. I'm just like you. I've created this peace within me, and I'm sharing with you the lessons of how I've done that, because it's possible for you, no matter what stage of your life you're at. There are no prerequisites. There are no bad starts. Let it go. Your life has been exactly what it needed to be. Accept it. Trust it. Have faith in it. And then, as God shows you the reason for all these things in your life, thank them. Thank the one that you thought you were the most angry at because it was that anger and the, and the inability for you to deal with that anger that brought you to surrender. God, why am I so angry? Oh. Then you have to ask for forgiveness for yourself. Then you thank that person, that situation, because it was exactly what you needed to motivate you towards God. You didn't understand it when it was happening. You were too busy holding on to the leash and fighting it. But once you come to the awareness, then you can see all the things in your life that have just been perfect and why they were there. And I can tell you, they were all there to bring you to God. And there was no other way you would have gotten to God the way God needed you to get to God if those experiences wouldn't have happened. And if you believe anything else, you are creating total turmoil and stress in your life. Why? Why choose to believe that? You have a choice. You can choose to believe that God is in control of all things and everything is in divine order and all your experiences have infinite meaning and purpose in your life and you have to be loving, caring, and compassionate with all those instances in your life. And in doing so, you have eternal peace 
You can be a vehicle of God. You can share love through every part of your body, mind, and spirit. Or do we need to talk about or? <laughs> exactly. I think we all know or really, really well. Today is going to be all of our resurrections. We're all, at the end of my talk, going to resurrect ourselves. With the power of God, Christ within us, we are all going to proclaim our own resurrections. We are all going to take ourselves off of the cross and admit and give thanks to the fact that these sins have been paid for. They were gone through so that we wouldn't have to go through them. And we're choosing to do that even though we know it's already been paid for. If you've paid for something when you go to the store, if you walk out with your receipt and you've paid for something, let's say you go and you buy a box of Q-tips, whatever, and you, and you, you, know, you buy your Q-tips and you pay them, do you go back in the store and say, you know, can I pay for those again? <laughs> okay? Because what will they say? Sure, you want to pay for them again? Go ahead. What do you think, what do you, think you know, the negative forces in the universe say when you ask to pay for your sins again? Do they tell you no? Do they, do they come right out and say, you know, that's okay. You don't have to do that again. You're, you're good. They say, go on. Take out your checkbook. Keep paying. Keep paying. Keep paying. But you have to understand, you make that choice to take that checkbook out. So there is no or. These talks, by the, by the power and infinite wisdom of God, began my resurrection. I've been resurrected in life so many times by the mercy of God, most of them. Me involved, some of them. What I started to realize today was that every day is a chance to be resurrected. Every day is a chance to, to take yourself off that cross and just allow it to be okay. To accept that it's really all all right and all I have to do is be in a space of acceptance, love, compassion. And if I do that, everything will at some point make sense and I will realize that I've always had everything that I needed to find God. What I find is the most confusing point of everybody that I, that I see is that they think their life is about one of two things. They think it's about them, which isn't bad. It's a step up from the one we're going to talk about. They think it's about everybody else. What does so-and-so think? What is so-and-so going to say? Why doesn't so-and-so like me? Why doesn't so-and-so think I'm smart? Why did so-and-so fire me? Why did this happen? Why did that happen? And it's all about why all these things in their life are happening and, and what, and they, like, they, like you really can possibly comprehend why everything in your life is happening. Trust me, I'm a pretty in tune guy and it's by the grace of God that I know a small percentile of what's happening in my life. Like why I wrote down the story about a dog choking on a leash. I didn't know why I did that for three months. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to ponder. I'm going to waste my time pondering why I wrote that down, why I wrote that down, why I wrote that down. Ugh. 
But you all do that. You all walk around pondering and pondering and pondering and pondering. You think too much. You don't know what you're thinking about, first of all. Remember the lesson in humility? Accept it. I don't know what I'm even thinking about. I don't know what the heck's going on in my life. I have no clue what I'm even supposed to be doing on this planet, God. Go to that place. Then you'll start to understand what your, what your real purpose is. And you know what your real purpose is? To accept. You're not here to accomplish anything, to prove anything, to become anything. You were born being everything you were meant to be. The whole trip is all about appreciation and acceptance and realizing the divine in your life and how it's in every second of your life, giving you everything you need. I'll tell all of you, if it wasn't for God in you, you'd all be dead. You know why? Because you'd forget to breathe in about 10 seconds. And there's some humor in that, but there's a lot of truth. You don't even know what makes your body walk around all day long. And I'm a doctor of 11 years, and I don't even know what makes your body walk around all day long. We are amazing masses of molecular motion held in form by God's loving intention. Period. Start with that every day. And realize that if God loves you that much to give you this gift, which is you... Does he want you to have a bad time? Does he want you to walk around all frustrated and, you know, and upset and, and quandaried and confused? And, or does he want you just to kind of like say, thanks, big guy. I'm going to enjoy my ride. I'm going to accept. I'm going to love. I'm going to forgive. I'm going to let go of my wants and my desires. And I'm going to let... My, my true want and desire, which is to thank you. You know, people ask why I do what I do. You know, why? Why do you do what you do so much? You know, I used to say I just do it for God, but now I've gotten even more aware of why I do it for God. I do it to thank God for me. I want to thank him for holding me in his loving intention, watching over me, Giving me that leash that, you know, falling out of a 20, 30-foot maple tree, I didn't get hurt. All the times I was in situations in my life where my life could have been over. We are fragile, everybody. We are fragile. You look at yourself as bone and tissue and muscle. Our life is on the tiniest string. We forget the fragility of life, and we forget how much we are protected and loved and watched over by God every second of our waking, sleeping, existing eternity. I'm hoping everybody's starting to feel a lot more fortunate. We take it all for granted, don't we? Because we get all wrapped up in, in what we think the whole trip's about. And we forget the fundamental love that is given to us. Any one of us who are here who have children... You know, one, two, God bless you if you have three or four or five. <laughs> What's involved in, in, in just raising that child? Okay? Birthing it, lovely mothers. Providing for it, mothers and fathers. Raising it, looking after it, 
okay, you're doing like one to two percent of raising that child. Because all the big stuff is really being handled for you. You're not sustaining it. You're not giving it life. You're not watching over it every second that you're not there. And it's hard being a parent, isn't it, for those of us who are parents? And I admit it. It's hard. I always say that if we knew what it was going to be like to be a parent before we were a parent, a lot of us wouldn't be parents. But again, acceptance, and we're happy we are. But I want you to think about how much love you have for your child and how much, God, how much love God has for all of us to do all that for all of us, not till we're 18 or 20 years old, but forever. We never leave the house, guys. <laughs> how much love and tolerance and patience must this force of love have for us? I ask you, you can't argue my truth. Why are we fighting that truth? Why are we pulling on that leash? What, what do we really have to be upset about? We are examples of the gift of life. What greater gift could be given to us but our presence? And it's the one we most often overlook. Spring is a season of new life. There's always a spring, isn't there, everybody? No matter how long or dark or, or bleak the winters can be, there's always a spring. Of all the times that God could have chosen for his son to be crucified, why do you think it was the spring? Coincidence? I don't think so. Coincidence that my talk started in the spring? I don't think so. Coincidence that you're exactly the way you are, and you're exactly the way you are, and you're exactly the way you are, and all these people have been in your life just the way they have? Coincidence? I don't think so. I think you'd have a harder time proving it is a coincidence than I would have proving it isn't. Acceptance. It's time. It's time for all of our resurrections. You know, I'm going to share a very personal moment with you, and you'll have to excuse me if I get a little emotional. Anyone who has come to see me knows that I'm very open about my life and my experiences. I have no shame over things in my life that I struggle with, because in my struggle is something for everybody else to learn from and grow from. My wife and I had a very intense argument last night. And she said something to me, and we said a lot of things to each other that we needed to say. And a lot of them weren't nice, but a lot of them needed to be said. Because they needed to be moved and released, and we needed to get it out from between us. Because I knew that a part of this all coming out of me was a part of this moment, and I can't have things in me when I'm supposed to speak the truth. It has to come out. And sometimes it comes out with people that I really, really love. And I'm so sorry for that. But it, it comes out in those places. And how many times does something that you have to get out of you come out with somebody that you don't want to do it with? But you do it because it's, it's safe. And on some level, you know they're going to forgive you. 
because you know how much they love you. Very synonymous with God. My wife and I had an argument, and my wife spoke to me, and she said, the one thing I remember she said was, we've been married 11 years. The past is the past. It's over with. We can't go back and fix it. All things, of course, I know. But my wife brought it to my attention. And she was right. The last moment we've had is the last moment. The resurrection is about now in the future. When I was touched by this today and I came to know the true meaning of why she told me what she told me, and I hope that she would be here today so I could share this with her, my wife and I are going to start a new marriage today. Our marriage is officially resurrected in the name of Christ. It's brand new. All sins forgiven. All past cleared. We start as one. You, me, and God. And we're never going to be separated again. It is these moments where we can surrender our humility and thank someone who was making us angry and say, thank you. That's when we come to know God. That's when we come to know Christ. That's when we come to know acceptance. Acceptance. As we enter the spring of our lives right now, let us all Together, help each other move into our resurrection. Let us close our eyes now. And instead of having our hands, which are going to start like this, everybody, I'd like you to stand. For today, all of us started on some level with our hands like this. I would ask us now to all take our hands and put them down. And instead of a sign of crucifixion, let us all emulate a sign of surrender and acceptance of God's will in our life, of a new life for all of us, a new life that God is going to bless us all with a new chance, a new opportunity, a release of all our old patterns of emotion, addiction, reaction, a new chance at appreciating ourselves, the miracle that we are, and the miracle of the Father in our life that sustains us. A chance for total acceptance of all things in our lives, all people in our lives, and all parts of ourselves. Amen.